Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to The Bean for Tuesday. First with yesterday's news, I am Glenn ZB. We're looking back at Monday. And uh, the supermarket reform is not as good as what some people want. Things are never as good as what some people want, are they? Uh, the China's influence on the Pacific. Uh, do, do we need to prepare for an invasion? And the state of Auckland. But before any of that, uh, there's a youth mental health crisis going on. Uh, admissions into emergency departments uh, of young people uh, who have mental health emergencies is off the charts. This can't be good. The ICAMS receives funding of 3600 for every patient it sees compared to 5800 per patient in the adult services. Why is an adolescent funded less than an adult? with potentially the same problem. I I don't understand. With so many youth in crisis and the health system not meeting their needs, how do we look after our children and adolescents? Have you been in this situation? Did you get the help you needed when you needed it for your child or your adolescent? And how do you do it? How did you do it? Because I know that there is nothing worse for a parent out there who's dealing with a kid who's distressed and in stress or has anxiety or an eating disorder or the various things which seem to be popping up all over the place at the moment. You know, I've spoken to GPs, psychologists, parents, school counsellors who, you know, cannot believe the increased numbers of distress in teens that they are seeing. Yeah, I mean, of course, my answer to all these things is to never, ever, 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 ever have children in the first place. Um, but it does, that doesn't do us much good with the ones that we've already had, does it? it? Certainly didn't do me any good with the ones I had. Like Francesca says, there's no easy answers. Uh, what about the supermarket duopoly? What's the easy answer around this? Um, the soupy people. Uh, they've been getting a lot of publicity around this. So I wonder if it's actually done them more good than harm. Are you satisfied this is going to change things? No, not at all. I I really don't believe that the government regulation in the form that it was announced today will do anything to ease the pain that consumers are experiencing at the checkout. In fact, I think that the increased cost of compliance will do entirely the opposite. Wait, you think this is going to push up the price of your food? Yeah, absolutely. As soon as you have government regulation that requires uh, a duopoly to do anything more, will increase the cost that the business has uh, to pass on to consumers. Okay, so so run me through the parts that you think are going to push up the price. Yeah, so we know that um, from the announcement today that the government has effectively said that they are going to mandate wholesale supply through the duopoly, which means that we're basically giving more power to the duopoly that food has to be supplied through them in order to increase competition, which is what the duopoly are already doing. We know that about 5,000 convenience stores that are across the country already purchase their groceries from a duopoly supermarket, and that hasn't resulted in cheaper prices or more competition. And we have to remember that the duopoly is a business and they will cover their costs to develop out wholesale supply um, that the government announced today. And then they'll need to add a margin before they sell to other retailers. 
And again, that's not going to translate into cheaper prices for consumers at the checkout. Well, I like the way that she's just constantly branding them as, as droply supermarkets. Makes them sound very evil indeed. Uh, does Marcus think they are too? So it seems what the government has realised is that we aren't served by this crazy battle between the two. So it seems to be a bitter. Uh, it seems to be a bitter battle, no holds barred. But we suffer. Not good for sure. I can't wait for the day we'll just get it delivered at home. Have these ghost supermarkets? Just robots go in and fill your order and then deliver it. Yeah, I pretty much stopped going to the supermarket. Didn't enjoy it. it sort of wounded me up. 16 past 10, someone with the initials TA has texted through. What they've said is, and it's a good point. Marcus, supermarket scenario is like when we have telecom and Vodafone, only the phone plans were so expensive. Since two degrees and skinny came, it's so affordable. TA. I remember when I had a phone from the mid-90s through till about certainly the end of the 90s. I think my cell phone bill every month was about six or seven hundred dollars. That's why I always thought the Vodafone Warriors should play a bit better. I was just about, I mean, I don't know if anyone can remember that. I've probably got my FPOS receipt somewhere. It was like seven thousand dollars a year for a cell phone, it was extortionate. I guess they had to play for the whole setting up of the network, but still, jeepers, it was a lot of money. And that was the duopoly. Terrible. Absolutely terrible. And these days, of course, it's, I, mean, I guess the network's changed, but still. We paid an absolute fortune. How did he afford to pay that? At one stage, Marcus was, of course, a, a music uh, breakfast radio host. Or was he getting big music breakfast radio money? Is that how he was affording to pay hundreds of dollars a month for his phone bill. I don't understand. Um, anyway, uh, that's enough supermarket chat. Let's uh, talk about uh, whether or not China's gonna, about to invade us and what do we do about it. Defence is an expensive and slow process. It needs money, it needs time. You don't just suddenly turn on defence. For instance, our frigate Tamana has now been in Canada for the past three years undergoing an upgrade which has been beset by cock-ups, which have blown out the cost of between six to $700 million. This is big stuff. needs big thinking. And because we have so little kit, the absence of this ship from our armory has left us virtually defenseless for the last three years. We have to spend money on this. And I see that National has promised to lift defense spending to the, the famous 2% of GDP. How that marries with their quest to cut government spending and their quest to cut taxes, I'll never know. Because this is going to be $4 billion a year more. What I do know is that now is not the time to stop investing in some basics. For a couple of generations, we have failed to invest in our security. We have failed to invest in our policing. We have failed to invest in our health system. And we have failed to invest in our education system. And it's incredible. This year, how we're seeing all those chickens come home to roost. It's time to grow up and start putting some money where our future is. Okay, so we're not investing of any in any of those things. What, we, what have we been investing in? What, what have we been doing with the money? 
I mean, I've always proposed the free pizza and bourbon for everyone policy. But we haven't been, I definitely haven't been investing in that. Where's it been going? I don't know. I don't understand how this works. I don't think it's been going to help Auckland be better. She's in my face and she doesn't budge. She says, I need money. And I, so I stop and I tell her the truth, which is, I don't, I'm sorry, I don't carry cash. And she rolls her eyes again, aggrieved and annoyed that I've done something wrong. And she moves on to the next person. I actually watch as I unpack my groceries into the boot and I return my trolley. I observe her hitting up about 15 more people, leaving the supermarket, asking them for cash. Sunday morning, I wake up to read the story of an Aucklander riddled with lead bullets and still traumatised by a gun attack in the CBD, which has left him unable to work. His kids too afraid to visit him in Auckland from their home in Christchurch. They're too scared to come to Auckland. Auckland resident Paula Bennett's columns in the paper too. The headline is, I'm scared. She's scared about the gang gun violence happening. She says loaded guns are in our neighbourhoods. They are putting innocent lives at risk, shooting up our neighbourhoods while innocent people are lying there minding their own business. There's also the story naming the homicide victim from a fatal violent attack of an innocent 25-year-old in Mount Albert killed as he walked home from uni. By Sunday afternoon, it's reported another 20 bullets have been fired into a house in South Auckland. This is, this is how the weekend's unfolding for me. My sons eventually wake up from their big night on the town. I ask them how it went. I worry when my kids go to town. I actually hate it. I don't want them going in there at all. But, you know, what can you do? You can't tell kids anything. If they want to, there's something on, they're going to go, aren't they? Anyway, they tell me town was okay. Only about three fights last night, Mum that they witnessed. Just the three fights. So just the 20 bullet holes, the three fights that we know of, and the suburbs filled with opportunists hitting people up for cash while they're trying to mind their own business. So welcome to Auckland. What a cool place to live. Well, you, do, you don't have to. Um, you know, it's that bad. Move. There's other places. Probably way nicer sit there and complain about it all day long I know it's easier said than done but I'm Glenn ZB um, this, this has been News Talk ZB uh, live from Auckland I could probably do it somewhere else if I really wanted to let's look into that uh, but I'll be back here again tomorrow anyway see you then